Fertility Podcast with Amanda and Kat. We are so excited to have our first couple on the show. We have Shannon and Ashley here as they share their journey with us. They went through four RUIs as well as one home insemination with a frozen donor sperm. So welcome Shannon and Ashley. Thank you. We're excited to be here and share our story yeah. so far. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're so- Oh, so great. Go ahead, Amanda. No, I was just going to say we're so excited. We've never had one, a couple on before and our our first same-sex couple. So we're so excited that we get to have you guys on with us. We're honored. I feel like we're, you know, normally not the first to be told our story. So it'll be excited. Hopefully we can help a lot of other same-sex couples that listen to your podcast. Absolutely. So Shannon and Ashley, I don't know if you participated in it as well, but Shannon has a blog called The Good, Bad, and TTC. Um, And it's super informative, kind of tells the beginning of their story, but I would love to hear from you guys. I think it's your blog so raw and real where you're just transparent and you're like, obviously knew we knew this was going to be um, different than just like natural conception. Um, and I love you put on there, I'll have to pull it up, but you're like, I thought the sperm, you know, the sperm donor piece is going to be my favorite part. We'd have some drinks, <laughs> put it up on the TV and like pick like Tinder. And you quickly found out that that wasn't really yeah. the case. So we would love to hear from both of you guys kind of, I guess, from the beginning, like from when you got married and then said, okay, I think it's time to start a family. Yeah, definitely. Well, we actually, spoiler alert, are each other's first girlfriends, you know, so this is, it was all very new to us, um, navigating through our relationship anyways, Um, but we've been together for nine years, and we always knew we'd want to start a family, but we, I always thought that adoption was going to be it for me, even, you know, when I did think I was going to have a husband, adoptions just always had been close to my heart and so that was always the route we knew eventually we would take and then I think we obviously knew we'd need a sperm donor or you know find a close friend which we actually had a couple close friends who were going to play that role for us but once we really dug deeper and realized okay you know that that can really mess up a family or a relationship with your friends depending on how you go through that process and it just didn't feel right for us um so we ended up wanting to choose donor sperm but we didn't know how you know how what to do next like turkey based method like we just had no idea um so after we got married we went to a fertility specialist here in myrtle beach and they went over our options with us Um, surprisingly enough, I have a lower ovarian reserve. So that was, you know, a shock to us, but they did say that we had about a year to continue with IUI if we wanted to, but after that we'd need to do IVF. Um, so, so that's, um, that's super interesting to me. One of the questions we got on the Q and a was like, you know, in, in the couple who decides that they want to like, do you make a decision as a couple? Like I want to carry and we'll use your eggs or, you know, we're going to use your eggs and I'm going to carry. How did that conversation happen for you too? Um, well, at first, honestly, I didn't really have a desire to carry at all. I, I'm terrified of needles as silly as it sounds. So just the thought of giving birth, it was like (laughs) impossible. Um, I don't know, but Ashley, you had a desire, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like, I think it was like, you know, 
whoever really like it and Shannon got the testing done first um so you know we kind of just went with that and well and also I think the more real it became the more I realized I did not want to miss out on this experience um so it kind of just fell into place um but it definitely was a conversation but I mean so a big piece of that is after we did the first fertility specialists, we, we thought, okay, well, maybe we do reciprocal where we'd use Ashley's egg and I'd carry the baby. Um, so it'd be a little piece of both of us. And then, which we still might do, but anyways, um, we went to that doctor's appointment. After that doctor's appointment, Ashley got injured at work and she's now had four, three, three hip surgeries. Oh my goodness. Major hip surgeries. Yeah. So now that kind of baby really isn't yeah, going to be a piece of it. Took me out of the picture a little, uh, you know, yeah. so, which is, is fine that, because, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I think if we wanted to do reciprocal, like it's, you know, I can, I'm, I'm still going to be involved no matter what. So oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. um, my body is just a little bit more beat up than Shannon's oh. at the moment. So, yeah. so I mean, I guess, in the beginning we figured i'd start first and then if she wanted to carry later on she could but i'm 28 and ashley's 35 so you know typically in a same-sex couple i hear that you would do the person that's older first and then the younger person later on but i think for us we just knew i i've always now really have a strong urge especially after trying for a year now like you're not going to take that away from me kind of thing. Um, oh, yeah. But, but yeah, so, I mean, it, I think for us, it was an easy decision. You yeah, that's such a good, such a good um, explanation. And I, man, surgeries, I mean, it kind of, they kind of decided for you, right? You're like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to exactly. also do an egg retrieval while I'm having this surgery. We can both yeah. have surgeries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, so, so you got that diagnosis, and then, so it obviously sped up your whole process. You wanted to then start the IUIs right away? Well, <laughs> she got injured, so we put our whole life on hold for about two years, because um, oh, wow. what if I did get pregnant, and she was going through these major surgeries, or, you know, we just didn't know where our life was going to be, um, and I'm glad i'm no i'm not glad we took that pause because she's still not better she's still you know had to medically retire from her job so we're still kind of in the rut of it but um we just pretty much said screw it if this doctor says i have a year for us to try you know without doing ivf then what are we waiting for like we're just putting our life on hold we're ready to start our family um so that's what we did we ended up going to a different doctor because um this i just didn't have great vibes with this doctor um but we ended up seeing my ob who does iuis in office and we decided to go that route she did take test my amh level um which she confirmed it was pretty low i think it was like a 1.6 and she said if it's under one they typically recommend ivf girl yours is higher than both of ours yeah oh, 1.6 yeah. yeah i know well when i heard you guys i was like oh my gosh like yeah so 
and actually since then it's improved i don't know how like what my maybe my diet was just different then but um it's actually gone up a bit so yeah yeah so we decided to do iui (laughs) but in this doctor's office they do a double iui which means that you would well first of all i don't know if you've had iui explained really but so it's intrauterine insemination and what that means is the day that you start your period you would call in the doctor's office and you can either do medicated or unmedicated my first one was unmedicated um, but if you did medicated which my following ones were you start taking letrozole or clomid on cycle day three um, for five days and then you go in about cycle day 12 and they do an ultrasound testing uh, or just to see your follicles and you know when you'll be ready. Um, so I go in for an ultrasound, they tell us when to come back. Um, we'd have to get fresh frozen sperm um, overnighted to the office, but because they do double IUIs, we had to purchase not only one vial of sperm, but two, and they're about $1,000 each. And then the doctor's appointment is about $1,800, and then it's like $300 to get the sperm overnighted. Yeah. And then, that you do a trigger injection the day before they inseminate, um, which would release your egg, I think. Um, so I mean, it all adds up. I think I think it's about four thousand dollars each time we tried with yeah. this clinic. I have I- so many questions about everything you just said, but the first one, <laughs> the first one is somebody asked on Instagram, um, just kind of like if you could or if you feel comfortable speaking through like the insurance for like the LGBTQ community, and you know, like you're you're dropping the prices, which I so appreciate because mm-hmm. this is normally the first step for a lot yeah. of couples, be it same sex or not. Um, what did that insurance look like um well i guess i'll go ahead. i'll go for this one <laughs> um so when my job uh i was a firefighter and typically firefighters have pretty good uh, health insurance and we did and our insurance covered um up to a certain amount of money i think it was like fifteen thousand dollars for ivf or iui um so we were like, okay, you know, give it a shot. Hopefully it goes through. And we gave it to our doctor and they were like, oh no, we don't even run it because most of the time for same sex couples, it's not approved. Um, so that was kind of like, we were like, what? Like, that's like, is that discriminatory? Like, how does that even, how is that fair? You know, whatever. But we were like, well, you know, we're not going to fight them on it. If that's what they say, then we just want to, you know, it was the time for us to go through with that IUI. So it's like, if, you know, we say, okay, we'll try to run it, then we miss that cycle. And we were just ready to, to, to get the journey started. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so insurance hasn't helped us at all. And of course, now that I've been hurt for two years, we lost that insurance. So now we just have like a, you know, a marketplace plan or whatever. And obviously those don't cover anything either. So that's just, just mind-blowing to me it's like why you <coughs> pay for insurance i mean you know i mean obviously you want to pay for insurance for other things but and i think even like you know from amanda's i amanda and i's perspective it's like you exactly what you said you can't fight with insurance you want a baby you're gonna keep yeah. going through it's not like this it is quote-unquote elective but it's really not yeah. right right and i guess like that they did say that if so shannon would have to be coded as 
infertile mm -hmm. um, and have fertility issues. And, you know, at that time, our first try, we didn't really know, like, does she or, you know, I don't really think she does now. It's just, this is how we have to create a baby. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about coding and it's like really like a, a, a simple code is going to prevent us from you yeah. know possibly saving money with insurance i mean that's just it's crazy to me but i mean it, that's the way it is so we just have to keep you know trying how to do it how we can i love your mindset of like we're just gonna go like we want to yeah. try we want to start now and we're gonna do it okay like i said i have a lot of questions <laughs> the, second, <laughs> the second thing is what the heck is a double iui i know that's what i was gonna ask so it's so you have your trigger injection and then the day after 24 hours after depending on your clinic you know, their protocol sometimes it's 24 sometimes it's 36. 24 to 36 yeah um so you go in for your first iui 24 hours after your trigger injection and you pretty i mean they put you in the chair that like tilts all the way back and they put a catheter right into your Uterus. cervix right it goes through the cervix into the uterus yeah i just know that it gets the closest it's supposed to get to put the sperm where it needs to be exactly yeah yeah <laughs> so um you do that once and then the next day you go in and do it again so that would be the double like they think it increases your chances to you know in case your egg hadn't dropped then it'll drop the next day that's so cool i've never heard of that i mean i yeah. love that i think if i was going to do an iui i would want to do a double yeah well and that and that's kind of the yeah that's kind of like the mindset of it but now that well this is fast forward a bit but now we've been seeing preg and they're like there's really no reason for this it's kind of like Waste, waste of the money, money waste of time kind of thing like oh i didn't yeah, think about like that. the yeah. one shot because the sperm lives inside of you for you know That's such true. and such days they're yeah. like it's really no point yeah. so okay, when we heard sense. that we were like what we like literally have wasted you know two extra tries we could have done doing these yeah. doubles yeah. but you know Okay, so I have one more question. I, was say, I think I have one too, but you can go, Kat. No, I've been hogging the time. I have one more oh. question, but I really want to let you guys finish because you right. haven't even finished telling us like your IUIs. Oh, go I'll for it. I'll save my question. And we'll get um, into how we pick sperm donors. Okay, that was my, that was <laughs> my think, question too. Yeah, I need to know all the details and I know our listeners for sure want to know all yeah. that. Yeah. See it in, and I know I don't mean to like say movies, but you always see it in like movies and like mm -hmm. how they like they have like the book and they go through like yeah. all that. So I want to know all the details. So yeah, okay. it's Before really it, not glamorous. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's a headache. <laughs> um but okay, so we did the double IUI. It was unsuccessful. And then we were out of money, you know, it was like four thousand dollars. We're out of money already. So then we decided to do an at-home insemination, which pretty much you just, you know, like I said, you just order the sperm directly to your house. I use the, I think it's called Moza or Mosey, Mosey. They're like these little um, cups. No. Oh, is that's the syringe? It's like a, yeah, a syringe, a syringe. Um, that's supposed to be curved and it's supposed to increase your chances of you know, pregnancy at home. So ordered those, I think that was about $200. Um, and then also I had done a lot of research and if you use the Diva cups, <laughs> um, 
you put the frozen sperm, this might be TMI, but you put the sperm <laughs> inside oh, the diva cup and then you insert it and it's supposed to just let them swim up and do their thing um, instead of, I don't know, forcing it. It's supposed to just, you know, they're just supposed to swim up. And then I also took Mucinex um, just to get all the juices flowing uh, <laughs> for those little sperms to have a chance. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was an experience, but it was oh, definitely sure. nicer doing it at home. Like, you know, I'll be raw and real. Like when we did it in the doctor's office, I mean, I cried after each one. Like, it's just not what you imagine, you know, you imagine being at home in an intimate setting, getting pregnant. And it's like, oh my gosh, I could be getting pregnant right now. This, you know, I think we put on like sync just to like get my mood good and, <laughs> you know, all the stuff. But yeah. so at home was a lot better. Um, but we weren't really sure what we were doing. And when you're spending, you know, even when we did it at home, it was still $2,000 because we did it two days in a row. Um, so, I mean, it definitely adds up. Yeah. And then from there, we decided we wanted to switch clinics. And that's when we went to Craig, um, which I think is really cool that, you know, you guys can relate. And it, it was just, you know, that's what got me hooked on you guys because yeah. it's just cool. Like I've reached out to your um, acupuncturist and just like the little hints that you guys give because we're in Myrtle Beach. So, um, yeah. yeah, we really appreciate that. But so we went to Prague and we absolutely love them. Yep. Love um and we did an IUI with them and just a little a few tips my first IUI at my other clinic was really not enjoyable it hurts it feels very awkward but at Preg I could barely feel a thing their protocol was to go in with a full bladder and I would recommend that to anybody um because I didn't feel anything like it was two seconds yeah um, but anyway, so we did two IUIs there, but it was just single IUIs and they were a lot more cost effective. So we only had to buy one frozen sperm and I think they were either 500 or 800. I think it was 500 for the IUI, but then you do have to pay for the, um, ultrasounds. But oh, yeah. I think like, so it was about $800 yeah. each try, which is half the cost, you know, than our other place. So yeah, we did that. And then it didn't work after the third one. So we figured, well, maybe we should finally take an HSG test. And um, my HSG test, one doctor said she would recommend IVF, but my doctor said everything looked fine. Um, so that's why we continued with the fourth IUI. But the, I guess the dye Although it went all the way through, it showed some leakage. Um, I'm not really sure what that means, but they thought, well, maybe, you know, the sperm wasn't making it all the way through and it was kind of like spilling out before. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, a little confusing. Yeah, one of our um, previous guests had that too, and it's kind of called like hydrosalphinx when like it kind of drips back into the uterus. Mm. I'm surprised they didn't like kind of go, it, they, it probably didn't leak that much, and they were like, oh, it's fine. But um, yeah. that's super interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I think now, you know, I'm glad that we have the knowledge that we do. I think now we realize maybe, you know, my odds aren't like the typical person. Like maybe I do have some infertility issues um although i haven't quite been diagnosed so now we've you know like you said we've done four iuis one at home insemination 
and we took a break. We have traveled and seen family, and um, now we've been applying for grants to do IVF. So either That's that, or, yeah. yeah. So I think we're just ready. You know, it's been over a year. We're ready yeah. to take that next step, hold a little baby in arms. So yeah. Do you think um, you're going to continue with your eggs or do you think you're going to possibly like switch over and maybe? Um, I think we haven't really we, talked about we, it, but I mean, reciprocal IVF's always been, you know, in the forefront of our minds. So we might yeah. do that. But I mean, like Ashley said, I still don't think that there's any reason. Like I still have molecules. I still have eggs. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. Where I, I also, I also think like you know, Shannon, like she's so invested in it. She's gone through these procedures, and you know, it's a different heartache than what I'm experiencing. You know, as the partner, you know, she's so she's you know she, she deserves to get pregnant. Like you know, so I think don't I don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely think like it's worth her doing IVF first. And, you know, and if that time comes and we have to have that discussion, then I'm ready for it, you know, like, but I, I definitely think she deserves it. She's, she's gone through it. So. I love that. I think I can, re I resonated with Shannon so much in the beginning when she's like, I'm so invested now that I've had like a failed IUI or now that I've tried the treatment, you become yeah. like, it's like a finish line. You're like, okay, I quote unquote yeah. failed, which is, I don't even want to say that, but like right. now I want, I want to succeed. Um, yeah. And I know we're going to get into the sperm piece of it, but really, I mean, every IUI you get, it's a 20% chance. It's the same mm -hmm. chance as like a, a healthy couple. They tell mm -hmm. you like just trying at home. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it's so hard, like to your point, it's like, do I really have fertility issues or, you know, we tried X amount, what is it? Six times? Only four. Five, four. five, five. So it's like, yeah. So it's like, you know, you tried quote unquote a couple months where as right. like, if you were just at home and you had the option to try naturally, you probably wouldn't even have to go to a fertility clinic. Right. Yet. Exactly. Right. Try for a year anyway, before you would get like moved over to the fertility clinic. So mm -hmm. technically like five IUIs are, you know, are only like five months of trying. Right, right, right. So yeah, I think, and the rule of thumb at the doctor's office is three IUIs, and then they recommend moving to IVF. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and I mean, it, it, and it, like even our doctor, he's like, you've pretty much spent the amount you would spend doing IVF. Like you're just kind of wasting money at this point. But then, of course, like when we had the financial advisor contact us about payment it was like double what we've already spent like way out into the yeah. spectrum yeah. so isn't that um, the first phone call oh my gosh I remember when we got the we got the call and we didn't really understand exactly how much it was going to be and then when they broke it down I like literally thought I was going to throw up I was like, I'm yeah. sorry. It. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so expensive. Oh, so yeah. Expensive. And, and I'm at the same clinic as you guys with Prague. And so like, we actually did have a number in mind when we went down and then we sat face to face and we were like, okay, we can do it. And then they present you with the, well, if you do three cycles, mm -hmm. then you get this. And I remember we just went and got margaritas afterwards. We're like, <laughs> I, we were so prepared yeah. and now it's like three times what we thought we were going to pay. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know? And then, so like her family lives in England and it's fertility treatment is like free there or, or super cheap. Yeah. And we, that's where we just 
went and you know they were like well we're looking into it for you guys to see if you know you could come good treatment here and we're like you know that would be awesome but I, is it realistic I don't know but I mean it's just crazy how expensive it is yeah so now I'm like well maybe I just need to get a job at Starbucks because they cover <laughs> IVF treatments for same-sex couples yeah. and you know Oh my gosh, it's so funny. I've, I'm in like all these like Facebook threads for like fertility and like people comment all the time. They're like, oh my God, where should I get a job for insurance? And Starbucks is literally like the number yeah. one. They have, yeah. And you can, yeah, you can even do part-time at Starbucks. And yeah, get I saw that. Yeah. But you have to work 20 hours a week. I've really looked into it, but I don't know if I could, you know, pull that with my full-time job. But yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. fair. Okay, so can we move to the search for Superman per your blog post? I love yeah, that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So obviously my lovely wife is half Latina. Mm -hmm. And so we would want someone that, you know favored some of her characteristics and, and, you know, had a little bit of a olive complexion. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I love the movie baby mama and like, literally she's sitting in the doctor's office and the doctor's going through the slides and merging her face with the baby daddy's face. And then they have this beautiful little baby and it just looks so glamorous or like the Jennifer Aniston, movie where you know they have this sperm party this yeah. like insemination part like everything is just like so <laughs> it looks so fun and then i I, t I remember like before we started the process i was like i'm gonna get my girls and we're gonna pull it up on the big screen and like just go through all the options have wine like make it fun and then when it actually happened it was a lot more serious you know this is <laughs> this is like who your kid could be you know have the same characteristics have the same looks like it's it's definitely a lot deeper yeah and um so at first we kind of like our only filters were that they had to have some spanish descent and then that was about it yeah oh well yeah and i won't say the other thing but they had to be above uh five eight because you know my wife's very short and she's Hispanic. So. so that's that's so funny. When we when we are still getting adoption profiles, my husband has a height requirement for the yeah. man. And I'm like, babe, this is the perfect case. He's like, Yeah, but I don't want my kid to be five four. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I would, yeah. it's, it's, real. it's a real thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wish I was a little bit taller. So if I can help my future child out a little bit, then hey, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. Her science has a lot of positives, right? Like, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that and then, oh, and then like literally once you put in um, that they have to be Hispanic, Hispanic, Mexican, you know, any of those options, your search goes from like 5,000 to like five. <laughs> I saw that in your post. I was like, oh my goodness, you literally have like, I think you said 700 to seven or something when you, yeah, just, I, yeah. It, it was crazy. But then also you have like 10 different sperm banks to choose from. It's very overwhelming. And then you have to pay like some places it's $150 just to see information on each profile or see like one picture. And then you have to pay extra for multiple pictures, but you can hear, um, like a video recording of that, like not see them, but you can hear an audio recording, I guess would be better to say. Mm -hmm. And then 
That's um, part cool, the audio recording. I can kind of relate to a lot of this because when, and I know Amanda did embryo adoption, but we looked into embryo adoption and I thought you were going to get all this information and you get like a picture. It was almost yeah. like a Craigslist ad, at least the one I went on and you just oh, got really? like these bullet points, mm-hmm. but the voice recording's really neat. Yeah. I'm just going to chime in with that. So obviously my son is through embryo adoption. So we have the whole entire sperm donor profile. And so we have a baby picture of like the sperm donor and then we got to hear his voice like as an adult right now. So like even yeah. so like later when he's older, he can even technically like hear his like biological. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. Pretty cool. I do, yeah. yeah, I do think that there, you know, there's definitely some benefit. Obviously, you'd rather have, you know, them in the flesh. But I think it's really cool that, you know, our future kid can grow up and have like a little piece of yeah. their you know, yeah. donor. Yeah. Um, but so then so each time we would get fine well we found a perfect donor and he like ashley's very in like she's a first responder she's into working out and you know boxing you know just like random stuff but so we'd find people that kind of had the same ideals as you Mm -hmm. and um we found a perfect one but then their genetic history wasn't right so it's like you know you just once you really start looking it's like, oh, well, you know, their grandma has this or like, and then they do genetic testing and I haven't done genetic testing, which probably would be beneficial. Um, but that's just more money. And yeah. so anyone with genetic, with a genetic, like a mutation disorder or something, we would just cancel them out, X them out because, you know, we don't know if she has it. And then if you put the two together, does it increase the the odds that the baby would have something? So we just kind of, you know, we said, okay, we'll just skip that person. Mm-hmm. And then we found out about CMV testing. Um, and I think if you're positive, you can literally pick anyone, someone who's positive or negative. If you're negative, which is very rare, mm-hmm. um, you can only pick people who are negative. And of course I'm negative. So that <laughs> narrowed our search down even more. Yeah. Um, so, it, I mean, it's been tough. And every time we find someone, we'll order them. And then by the time, but we can't like, we're not made of money. Like we cannot order this in bulk. Like we would love to, like a lot of people, which if you can do it, I would recommend yep. you find the one that you like and then you order 10, 10 miles or yeah. something, yeah. but we just couldn't do that. So we'd order what we needed at that time. And then we'd have to go look again and they'd be out of sperm. So we've, we've done it, you know, between IUI and at home, we've done, we've tried five times and I think we've used four different donors. Yeah. So it's well, just, and that's why, yeah, that's why it's some question. So for each IUI, is it like one vial? Is that how that works? Or yes, okay. but yes, but since we did the double IUIs, we had to get two vials. Got it. Okay. That's yeah. <laughs> and how does that? Does it come like preserved to your home? Like, is it fr- like frozen? Oh yeah, it comes in like a big tank. Um, and it when it's delivered, it'll stay like they guarantee it to stay frozen like that for seven days. Um, but wow. you know, we have it I, now we're having it shipped to Prague and I think they take it out and they put it in their freezer that they have there. Um, but yeah, it comes in this huge tank it's and like it's, what, dry ties. Ties. it's, it's uh, liquid nitrogen, mm-hmm. I think. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah. But like you, you have this massive tank, and then you pull it out, and there's just this little tiny <laughs> vial, and yeah. it's like this whole like, really? thing for yeah. this tiny thing. So yeah, it's it's not fun. And it, it can be a little like nerve wracking with like delivery, because you know on a weekend or whatever, yeah. but. I will say shout out to FedEx that they've gotten us the package on time and um, yeah, that's been good. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I mean, I just feel like you guys have hit so many roadblocks and even just like the CMV thing, you're like, this should be easy. Yeah. And then now they're just like, I mean, it's very, it sounds, you guys could totally handle IVF if you've already been through <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Well, I will say also I am a, boss at needles now yeah so. she's overcome that fear so that's cool <laughs> after all the blood work and trigger injections you know i know those are like minor things but to me it's big hurdles and now that's huge. i think ivf like at first ivf was like a heck no i would never be able to do that yeah. kind of thing but now i'm like I could, I could do it. Like for our family, I can do it. Yeah, so sure. I feel you like fertility it. treatments and all that, like really just shows all of us, like how strong we really are. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think that just shows you too. Like I'm willing to do anything to have this family. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So I think that sums it up. We're just waiting to see what comes next. And like I said, we, we took a break, but we're ready, you know, Ashley, you know, she's not working. So all, all she has is time to do research and stuff. So, and, and that too, with like the sperm donors, like, I'll be like, I'm so over this. Like, can you just look at the accounts and narrow it down to two and we'll pick them together. Like she definitely has taken over because she knows yeah. that just stresses me out to my core. Like it's, it's just, like I said, my least favorite thing to do. Like, it's just so yeah. draining. Um, so I think I have it down now though. I get a cup of coffee, set the computer up, get my notepad and I go on, you know, the four or five different sites and then boom, boom, boom. And then I write it down. She comes home from work and I'm like, okay, we got these three to pick from for oh, four hours of looking. I love yeah. that. Cause I feel like Shannon, you were like, this is going to be my thing. And now it's totally Ashley's yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> That's awesome. So curious. So with Prague, because I think Amanda may be able to relate, relate to this. Some fertility clinics, like you're limited to their, what sperm donor bank they'll allow. Like, are you limited to that? Or like, I, I think they made like some suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, but they definitely are a little bit more strict. Like before I purchase, I always send it to them and be like, Hey, yeah. is this person okay? Cause like, if they have a genetic, like if they are a red flag for genetic testing or like some of the other ones like if they were cmv positive and we we're like this is all we got we just want to go through i think we'd have to sign a waiver yeah. like they are a little bit more um and strict i think they require the whoever we pick to have like an extended um mm -hmm. genetic testing as opposed to just like the basic stuff um I, I know that we sent one over and they were like well this person doesn't have the extended testing so we're, we just found a different one. So do you guys know, because I feel like, so like, say my husband and I, we, like we had a failed IVF and I'm like, well, is it my fault or is it your fault? Not, and not fault. Like, is it yeah, what, right. what happened or whatever? Do they, does a sperm donor, number one, I guess, have to have like already procreated and have a child or do they go through that like sperm count testing and it's like, check, check, check. I, I yeah, I, I think 
uh, where we're ordering from the the banks that we they go through like um they don't have testing. to have a com but they don't have to have a confirmed pregnancy but if they do then normally that bumps up to the top of our list um yeah it'll show on their profile but certain certain places i think they they just have to have you know the sperm testing is so easy too. I mean, there's like three things that if they hit those marks and they're good to go. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Well, I know, and uh, I can't remember which bank we used. Maybe it was the international cryo international or something like that, yeah. but they like, you can buy either 500. Oh yeah. Mot, the, is it the motility? Yeah. Whatever it's, they have different options. For and you. like, so the lowest one's like $500 and then it's 800 and then it's, you know, so you yeah. obviously oh, you want to get the highest one, but yeah, that's for so IUI easy. at least. For yeah. IUI. So that was going to be my next question. And then I'll stop talking about sperm. <laughs> so <laughs> with IUI and like, if you guys are going to decide to go into IVF, will that change the process at all? Or are you just still, you pick the sperm donor and then you'll, once you do, once you do the egg retrieval, they'll just um, fertilize with that. Well, when you pick a sperm donor, like they have different availabilities. So they'll either have IUI vials available, ICI and like, I, like washed or unwashed kind of thing and I can't remember which one you need for IVF but yeah, I think yeah. I think that would be the only difference we just have to make sure that the donor has the certain type of vial that we need um but other than that but I do know with IVF like if we had one vial of sperm they could use that for multiple rounds like it's not just the, oh. the like it's not like how IUI you use that whole thing like i think that 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 would last us a longer amount yeah of time like i think because i think they just use one sperm to ashley you're right so it's called like ICSI, and i know you were getting there so basically what they do is they literally take one sperm and they put it in the egg and then another yeah. sperm and they like in a little petri dish so yeah i guess that makes a lot of sense so, so it would crazy. probably be cheaper on that front yeah. right. the, the sperm process Oh, right. awesome. Yeah, it would it would hopefully last us a bit longer and we would have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, each time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the other thing I just remembered that I would like to say just on the LGBT forefront is when we transitioned fertility clinics to preg, which is something that we never heard of, they required us to have a um, statement of parental intent, oh, which yeah. means that like, do you remember what it is? Um, <laughs> so pretty much like if they were going to help us make a baby, um, we're saying as a couple that, you know, I intend to parent this child with Shannon um and then so that's just like a a statement that we had to pay for a lawyer sign a couple papers and then when she does get pregnant I had they will help me go through the process of adopting the baby because I won't have technically any rights mm -hmm. um so yeah that the when we went to our OB they didn't require any of that so that was kind of like we were like, oh, wow, you know, I, I did some research and I knew that that's like a thing, but I probably get a requirement, which is great because, you know, they're looking out for both parties and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. making sure that the child is going to get, you know, taken care of as well. I think I, it was, it was like if I was pregnant and maybe got in a car crash or, or something right. happened to me, then like 
if we didn't have this, then like my mom, not that she would, but could say, no, this baby's mine. Like Ashley has nothing to do right. with it kind of thing. Right. Which still could happen. This is only a document. It's not like, you know, but at least having this, she would have a little bit more say mm -hmm. in what happens with the child if anything happened to me. Um, and then, yeah, like afterward, she'd still have to adopt it, even though she'd be on the birth certificate. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's crazy that, you know, LGBTQ rights still aren't, you know, equal. And um, yeah, that really sucks, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I love I'm glad that they have things like this in place. To, I, I love know, how both of you are like, it's, you know, it's looking out for us in a sense. Like I, yeah. that is, that's really good. Cause if you went with a different clinic or something, you could be like, the kid could be 15 and something could happen. And all of a sudden your world would be turned upside down. Right. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I mean, Amanda and I both know how expensive adoption is. So is that, is it all, is it really the exact same as like a quote unquote adopt? <laughs> No, I don't think it it'd just is. be like for the the legal side. Like it Got would, it. yeah. It'd be Got like it. I think it's like I think they said it was like two thousand dollars. Yeah, like two it's or three thousand dollars. More towards like how mine is. So like for embryo adoption, like we they donated the embryos, but then we had to pay like the lawyer fees and for them to yeah. like the contract and all that, and it was around like two thousand for that. Yeah. yeah. So probably about the same. Yeah. Which I think I mean I would love to even look into embryo adoption. I you know it. If Ashley can't be a part of, which I think is kind of about the same as your story, like if, if Ashley can't be a part of it, then it, you know, it's special to just have life that's, you know, not a part of you, but it's so much a part of you. And, and I think embryo adoption would be really, really special to look into too, but we just, like now Ashley we're, would be, yeah, Ashley be a pro at like going through those profiles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't need any That's more a, profiles. Another, <laughs> another thing, yeah, I'll have to look into, I guess. <laughs> well, I could talk to you guys for hours. I feel like I could just keep asking questions. I so, so appreciate you guys being willing to be on the show and sharing your story. Um, is there anything either one of you guys want to share with listeners, like lasting thoughts? We'll definitely link your blog. I know it's still getting up and running, but like I just learned yeah. so much just running through the, the first three posts. I, I really liked it a lot. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm, yeah, I, I just think, which it's the same for same-sex couples, but you just get so drained whether like like you said like we've only done it four times but it's taken us a whole year it's been a whole year of our life being you know put on hold and just really being strict on money and I think no matter where you're at just make sure you take time for yourself and um take a break because like I said like we went on this trip and I really needed it and I'm you know trying to get back into the fertility mind but you just, if you know you need a break, just take a break and don't, you know, beat yourself up on it. Um, but I think from an LGBTQ point, it just, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's, it's the same. It's not the same. We do have different hurdles than a same sex couple, but I think, you know, we're all going through it. And um, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I, you know, we're an open book at this point. We, you know, that's why I started the blog. I just, we are pretty private, but I just was going crazy keeping it all to myself and I really needed an outlet and that's why I started the blog. Um, so yeah, if anyone has questions, I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah. 
anything you want to add? I think you touched on it a little bit. I mean, you know, in this journey for anyone, I think there's going to be hurdles and, you know, it's not going to go as smooth as you want it to. And if it does, that's awesome. But I think you just have to keep keep going you know like no matter what happens you figure it out and that's life you know even when you have your baby like there's things that are gonna happen and it's gonna be crazy and you know you just keep going i love that well thank you guys so much i really appreciate you being on the show thank you yeah, thank we you we're excited to be the first gay couple you guys have <laughs> i love it and it's yeah. start off uh infertility week right so that's even uh, oh yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shows you how much I know. <laughs> <laughs>